You're listening to a podcast from River City Church of Jacksonville, Florida. For more audio and video podcasts, visit rccjacks.com. This is uh, John six forty-seven to 58. I'm going to read two little passages from John today. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the man in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the li- and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves saying, "How? How can this man give us his flesh to eat?" So Jesus said to them, "Truly, truly I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks of my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks of my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus is the source of life. Jesus is the only source of life. If you are feeding on anything else in your life, trying to find life, you are going to feel dead. It will be like you're not really alive. You think you're alive. You're walking around like you're alive, but you're dead. You're dead. You know, coming off the conference, one of the cool things is, you know, we kind of come off the conference and we're all excited about life, pursuing Jesus, creating opportunity to experience him and encounter him. But what happens so quickly, isn't it? We just start to treat the symptoms again. We slide back into old patterns and we don't really believe the truths that Christy was trying to teach us, that in the presence of God, boom, that's all it takes. It's the trump card. Being in the presence of God is the trump card. That in his presence, we experience healing. We experience life. When we are with Jesus, When we're abiding with Jesus, we have life, period. That's all it takes to find life to the full is abiding with Jesus. But so often we're like the Pharisees and we say, how do I do this? I need to do more quiet times. I need to go to church more. I need to worship more. I need to go serve the poor. I need to pray more. I need to, that must be the way the how gets done, right? That's what the Pharisees were saying. How can we eat his flesh? How, 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 how? How do we do this? When Jesus is saying, look, just come to me. Abide in me, and I'll abide in you, and you will have life. He talks about this in John 15. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Talking about the importance of coming to him with our problems. We don't need to know how he's going to do it. All we need to do is come to, bring it to him. Come to him. When he shows up, we participate in what he's doing. This weekend, last weekend, I was driving home, it was like 10 at night. We'd been out with our kids on Memorial Day. I was exhausted. We had the kids in the, in the bus, Peggy Sue. We drive up to the gate station. We're getting ready. We let them have a treat because we're out so late. We're getting back in the bus. 
And here comes Woody. Woody is about a six, he could have been 6'10". Anyone over 5'10 for me is a giant. You know what I'm saying? But hey, this guy was tall. He could, I think he was like 6'10". He was huge, right? And he was drunk. And Woody's like, I need to go to the hospital. I'm like, really? He's like, you take me to the hospital? And I feel like the Lord says to me, it will be at inconvenient times, that word that Christy had, it will be at inconvenient times that you'll have the opportunity to experience the kingdom of God. I mean, I have Grace in the back, Blake in the back, my family. I mean, this is like red flag. I could have justified this easy. I was tired. And that word comes to me. I'm like, Woody, let's get in, baby. We're going to the hospital. And I said, Woody, why do we need to go to the hospital? He's like, well, I th- I th- he said, I think my wife had a heart attack. It's like, there's more going on here. So I help him in the van. I take... I do like everything wrong. I take, him, I take my family home first. So now Woody knows where we live. <laughs> right? I was tired. I said I was tired. Right? So now Woody knows where we live. I'm backing out of my driveway. And Woody says again, hey, we near the hospital. I'd love to go to the hospital. Right? I start talking to Woody about Jesus. He says, man... I, he says, thank you so much. And I say, uh, I said, Woody, well, this is just what Jesus would do. You know, he's all about loving us where we are, getting us to the places we need to be, encouraging us, blessing us. I was just talking, he's like, ah, Jesus, I love Jesus. He's my savior. And we started talking about Jesus. We get down the road and literally he goes, so are we near the Baptist hospital? I was wondering if you could give me a ride there. I said, Woody, I'm going to the Baptist hospital. He says, oh, you are? I said, yeah, your wife had a heart attack. He goes, my wife had a heart attack? I said, that's what he said. He said, my wife had a heart attack. I said, I said yeah, you want me to take the hospital? He said, because your wife had a heart attack. He said, no, 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 no. He said, my friend jumped off a dumpster and broke his leg. I heard it crack. I said, all right, Woody, we're going to the hospital. So we're driving down to Baptist Hospital. And every about three blocks, he's like, hey, I was wondering if you'd give me a ride to the hospital. He's like, Woody, we're going to the hospital. So I'm not just giving you a picture of where Woody is, right? So I drop him. Take him to, I say, we take the emergency room. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where my buddy is. I came in here earlier with him. I'm thinking, how did you get to the gate station? I mean, he's carrying two cans of beer, right? He's got two 16-ounce malts with him. He's walking around with it. And I drop him off. To, I help him out of the van. I drop him off. And I'm like, oh, good, man. I'm done. I'm, I'm on my way back home. I did my Jesus thing. I was, you know, experiencing the presence of God, right? inconvenient times. And the Lord says, you need to go check on him. I want you to check on him. Make sure he's okay. I mean, that's the loving thing to do, right? Like, that's what Jesus would do. He wouldn't have, like, dropped him off. The good Samaritan thrown some stuff at him and been on his way, right? And so I'm like, okay, here we go. So I go park. And I've been reading this book on angels. And I'm thinking, I think Woody, he's big. He could be an angel. I'm going to go in there and Woody's going to be gone, I'm so excited. I'm like, living for, this is it. So I like go in there and Woody is nowhere to be found. Nowhere. And so I'm looking around. I'm like, oh my goodness. We will entertain angels and not know it. This was a test and I passed it. (laughs) I am awesome. And so I go in. And so the lady's there at the front desk. And I'm like, hey, this is going to sound crazy. I just dropped off this guy. His name's Woody. He's like 6'10". He's pretty drunk. I just, I want to make sure he's okay. And she's like, oh, yeah, he's just back with his friend who broke his leg. They came in earlier. (laughs) True story. True story. 
And ever since that, 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 that experience with him, I'm being reminded that, that, that I always want to be aware of what God's doing. I always want to move into his presence when there's opportunity. I always want to walk through the doors. But it's just so easy for us to get sidetracked. I had every reason in the world to justify not participating with God that evening, didn't I? I mean, and you're thinking you should have not been participating that evening, Ailey. You had your young children in the car. Your wife was in the car. Sounds like Woody could have easily taken you out. But the kingdom of God doesn't make sense, does it? When the kingdom of God is moving, it often isn't what we think. It doesn't look like what we think. And all the while, Jesus is saying, Antley, come into my presence. Come into my presence. You want to experience life? Come into my presence. Come into my presence. And I got to experience life that evening because I was in the presence of Jesus Christ. In John four thirteen, Jesus is speaking to a woman who has been messing around with a lot of guys, trying to find her identity in relationships. Not that any of us can relate to that with our children or our families or our spouse. And Jesus says this to her. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here and draw water again. Everyone who drinks of the water that I give, everyone who believes in me and comes to me and drinks my presence will never be thirsty for anything again. If we're thirsty and if we're hungry, I mean, these are promises from the creator of the universe. He was with the father when he spoke everything into existence. And he's making us a promise. He's not saying you might experience life to the full. You might not be hungry again. You might not be thirsty again. He's saying you will not thirst. You will not hunger. You will not long for anything in my presence. In my presence, there is healing. There is life. There is faith. There is everything that you need is, comes from one place. It's abiding in me, in my presence. It's in my presence. But so often we slide away from his presence and then start treating the symptoms of our life, believing the lie that it's Jesus plus this leads to life. Now that night I had a decision to participate with what God was doing. Like the woman we started with the service, the woman who was healed by touching Jesus' cloak had to push through the crowd. She had to move towards Jesus when he came, when his presence came near. This table is a reminder and an opportunity for us to move towards Jesus, to move into his presence, to restate again that we believe everything comes through the broken body of Jesus Christ, that everything that was necessary to happen to make us whole happened on the cross. And when Jesus broke the bread the last time with his disciples here on earth, he said, this is my broken body, that if you come to me and you eat my flesh, you will live forever. You will long for nothing knowing that they would want to wander and treat the symptoms of life. And in the same way, Jesus took a cup of, of wine when he was with them, knowing that they would struggle to believe that just abiding in, in him, being in his presence was enough, knowing him, coming to him was enough for their sins to be forgiven, that they couldn't add to anything that Jesus was getting ready to do on the cross. And so he said, this is the new covenant. This is the new deal. When you come 
and you get together and you drink this, you drink my blood, you will find life. You will be made whole because your sins will be forgiven. That I am the bread that's come from heaven. And when you eat me, you'll have no hunger. When you drink my blood, you'll have no thirst. Everything that the Father has created us for will be found in me. Would you come and eat? Would you come and drink? Would you come and abide in my presence? That's the invitation today. And so regardless of what's happening in your life, you don't have to know how Jesus is going to heal you. All you need to do today is come to the table, eat his flesh, drink his blood, trusting that in his presence you will find and be given exactly what you need. The Pharisees, the Jews, the, you know, on that day, how? how? How can this be? How does it happen? How can Jesus really take care of my finances? I don't know. How can Jesus really heal my marriage? I don't know. How can Jesus really restore my family? I don't know. How can Jesus really help me parent a child that I don't, I don't understand? I don't know. How can, how, 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 how? I don't know. All I know is that Jesus promises when we bring those things to him, we find life. We won't thirst. We won't be hungry. We'll find exactly what he wants to give us, and it will be enough. But it's only in the presence of Christ that these things happen. Now, this table, if you're visiting, if I've said something today that has sparked something in your heart, and you've never trusted Christ with your life, but there's something in you that's saying, you know, I I think that 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 could be true. I think that I'm kind of like that woman, and I've been treating things in my life as the source of life, and it's left me empty. And only you know if this is you, but there's a hunger that you have. There's something that you move on to when you get finished with what you're doing now. There's a thirst that you have in your heart for more. Well, this might be the day that you come to Jesus for the first time. And maybe you thought you've been coming, but you are hungry and thirsty. I would encourage you to, to, to come and eat his flesh and drink his blood and experience the presence of God if it's for the first time or it's for the hundredth because we all know that there is life in the presence of Christ that's the promise of Jesus and so we'll have four stations anyone and everyone's welcome who follows Jesus who wants to start to follow Jesus if you're not ready for that we'd love to pray for you and talk to you after the service if you are ready for that you've made that commitment today we'd love to pray for you and talk to you after the service But right on the heels of communion, we're going to move into a song of worship and response, and then we're going to move right into ministry. Father, we pray that you would bless these elements. The ushers can come forward. That, again, we don't know how this happens, how we can eat your flesh and drink your blood in this symbolic way, and it bring us into your presence, but we trust and believe that it will. And so with that, Lord, we come to the table. We come to you this morning desiring to experience your presence. Amen. Let's come right here so we don't short out Treadway's board. This, this where, there's, where the white ribbon is, this is, um, all the wine's not alcoholic, but this is grape juice, and this is gluten-free bread. Look at us. We're like hipster. I'm hipster. I'm a hipster pastor. I'm cooler than I look. So the big guy right here, they have the juice and the gluten-free bread. Everyone else, there's non-alcoholic wine and bread. They'll give you one of these, and they'll say, this is the body of Christ. 
that's broken for you, and you take it and you dip it in the wine, they'll say, this is the blood of Christ that's been shed for you. 